0: Good morning, everyone. Well, as you've probably gathered, we're in the middle of a pledge month, and so it's not surprising that the subjects of my talk this month have to do with prosperity and abundance. We're using this great book of Esther and Jerry Hicks called Ask, and it is given. And to just sort of catch you up, last week we talked about the power of attraction, the law of attraction, if you will, the idea that our thoughts become things. And and I'm sure you're all familiar with this general concept that if you fill your thoughts with love and light and goodness that you're bound to see more of it in the world and if on the other hand your thoughts often circle around lack and limitation and dismay unfortunately, you're apt to see more of that in the world. So that's how that that law of attraction works. Last week, though, we added a a little twist to it. And what I think is interesting and different about the Hicks book is they also say that our emotions have a big part in this. And I want to try this on for size. Have you ever known someone that was difficult to read and by that, that their words didn't always seem to go along with what their real intentions were? Do you know what I mean? Sometimes it's pretty overt. Sometimes it takes the form of sarcasm, right? You, you know, someone who, who says one thing, it actually means the total opposite. But other times, it's a more subtle thing. You'll, you'll see someone doing something or behaving in a certain way, and you sort of think you know what they're about, And then you find out later it's completely different. I think, this is my my little bit of a thesis for today, I think that is one of the reasons why we have a bit of trouble now and then getting this law of attraction to work for us. Even though our thoughts are pretty clearly about what it is that we want to experience, whether it's more love in our life or a better job or a, a new way of being, There's something in our heart that's giving mixed messages. There's something in us that really just doesn't believe we can have that better job. Or there's something in us that is feeling more about the lack and the limitation than what our thoughts are oriented on experiencing something greater. And so the other part of my thesis, and not coincidentally the Hicks book's thesis, is when we put our emotions... And when we put our uh, intentions together in alignment, this law of attraction works miraculously well. And in fact, I, I've got it down to a little bit of a formula. Success equals attention plus emotion. So if you really want to successfully use this power of our mind, this creative power of our mind, you focus your attention on what you want, and you also focus your emotions on what you want. So since we're going to talk about emotions today, I I think we have the change your thinking, change your life part of it down. But what about the change your emotion? Like, can you just do that? We're going to find out, and we're going to start with a joke. (laughs) One man's emotions. One night, a woman found her husband standing over their baby's crib. Silently, she watched him. As he stood looking down at the sleeping infant, she saw on his face an amazing mixture of emotions. Disbelief, doubt, delight, amazement, enchantment, even skepticism. Touched by this unusual display and the deep emotions it aroused in her, with eyes glistening, she slipped her arm around her husband and asked, "'A penny for your thoughts, dear?' it's amazing he replied I just can't see how anyone can make a crib for under a (laughs) hundred dollars well I kinda led you down the garden path there a little bit but what I want to suggest is so very often we're not even aware of where our emotions are leading us right here this woman had a very clear idea from observing her husband, right? She thought that his, his uh, emotions and his ideas were in perfect alignment around that baby. And the truth was quite different. So... I know that all of us would like to have a better experience of money in our lives. Whether it's uh, having more of it, whether it's wiser spending it, whether it's being a better manager of it, whether it's just dropping into a pile of it, everyone here would like to have a better experience of financial freedom in their lives. And so I want to ask a couple emotional questions for you about money. Let's just see where we stand. So when you sit down once or twice a month and pay your bills... How are you feeling about it? All right, one person pay said stressed. I'm what? Great if I can pay oh, great if I can pay them. Okay. <laughs> what other feelings come up when we think about paying our bills? Gratitude. Gratitude. Sufficiency. Sufficiency. Okay. Yeah. Appreciation. Okay. Any, any other thoughts that come up? I can see a little bit of a mixture. Some people are feeling that, mm, I wonder if there's going to be enough kind of part of it. Other people feeling gratitude and being able to pay them. What other thoughts? Fear. Fear. Oftentimes fear. Amazement. Um, <laughs> amazement. <laughs> All right. Bill, you and I will talk about that afterwards. <laughs> All right, let me ask another, another question about money and see where we stand on that one. So uh, once a year, you sit down and do your taxes. How do you feel about that? Oh, now this one, this one maybe uh, some more negative emotions around. Angry? Okay, angry, Surprise? <laughs> all right. The full gamut, as they say. Panic, okay, all right. Isn't this interesting? Now what I would bet is true also is the feelings set in before we even actually start working on them, doesn't it? Come about, uh, what, April 10th, <laughs> right? <laughs> a good portion of us are starting to actually do it at that point, And the feeling of panic sets in before we've even started. Now, why is that? A couple of theories. One is a very simplistic one, and that is simply that we have conditioned ourselves based on past experience that when a similar experience comes up, we... um anticipate, if you will, that we're going to have a similar feeling. So if we had feelings of difficulty in working out our taxes or or paying our bills or whatever it is last time, there's a little part of us that remembers it, and then when we sit down to write out our checks or whatever it is this month, it's almost as though those feelings just click back in. It's like going with the activity or the set of emotions that we had last time, we click back into it. I want to suggest something even more, uh, I hesitate to use the word devious, but I want to say that there's something maybe even more fundamental at work here, and I want to read this out uh, out of the Hicks book. Esther Hicks says, When you were a child, your parents may have experienced financial difficulty, and so the lack of money and the inability to purchase desired things often may have been discussed in your home, With the accompanying accompanying emotions of worry and fear. Often, in response to your request for something, you were told money doesn't grow on trees and that just because you want it doesn't mean that you're going to get it. And you, like everyone else in this family, should just learn to do without. And because of years of exposure to these thoughts of lack, your habit of thought around the entire subject of money, your emotional set point about money, became one of low expectation of financial success. And so, whenever you think about money or abundance, your mood or your attitude may shift to disappointment, worry, or anger. What do you think of this? Do you think it's uh, hooey, or do you think there's a possibility this could be true? Well, I did a little checking. This whole idea of emotional set points, I thought, you know, I like Esther Hicks, but is she a qualified psychologist? <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like she brought up this, con- uh, this concept of emotional set points just as though she kind of invented it, and I thought, oh, I'm going to check this out. You know, I'm going to do my diligence around uh, uh, doing my preparation for the talk. Interestingly enough, the idea of emotional set points has been around for a really long time. And some of the findings on it are interesting. This is from Dr. Christopher Fisher, um, an article that just appeared in last year's Mental Health Magazine in June. And he says, Living through weddings or divorces, job losses, and children's triumphs, we sometimes feel better and we sometimes feel worse. But psychologists observe we tend to drift back to a set point, a stable resting point or baseline in the mind's level of contentment or unease around a variety of topics. Research has shown that the set points for depression, anxiety, and many other feelings are particularly stable over time. Why? In the new study, they found that life experiences play a central role in establishing the set points for anxiety, depression, other feelings, certainly more than genetics could explain. So you weren't just born to be happy. Now, this is a a thought that I've heard some people say, well, you know, that little girl, she's just so happy all the time. She's going to end up being a happy adult. The studies would say would tend to say this doesn't work that way. The studies would tend to say that we set these set points based on our emotions built up over time as our reaction to events come out. So someone who may have started out as a happy little girl may have had experiences that indeed turn her into you know, an angry teenager or whatever it might be. And in fact, this goes on to detail a study even using identical twins. So you would think if genetically they were predisposed to feel a certain way, well, both twins, of course, having similar genetics would, would have that not true at all and what i love is the conclusion of the study it's kind of simplistic but i love it he simply says the moral of this story if you want to be happy in your old age live a good life now (laughs) that basically is his recipe for changing our set points if we want to be happier, if we want to have a better relationship to money, if we want to feel good about money, we can change it. And we can do so right now. We don't have to rely on those feelings that are, are built up over years of dealing with money in and, and one set of circumstances. We can let go of that. And know a different relationship, a different set point for how we feel about money or how we feel about relationships, for how we feel about family, whatever it is that we want to change. Not only can we change our thinking to change our life, but we have a chance at changing our emotions around them as well. And when our emotions are in alignment with our thoughts, when our feelings of contentment line up with our beliefs around contentment, oh, My gosh, the power of that to bring change into our life. Okay, so how do we do this thing then? And what exactly is a set point? Well, most of us are familiar in our own homes with having a thermostat, right? A thermostat is nothing more than something that you set a temperature that you want to experience on it. And you kind of just set it and walk away, right? And when it gets too cold, the, the, the heat comes on. And when it gets uh, too warm, the heat turns off. That's the way our emotional set points work as well. Once they're set, we can move forward. But, but that little bit of twiddling with the knob, right? It's like, where is that knob exactly <laughs> on me, right? How do we do that part? Well, a couple different ways we're going to explore today. And the first one, I'd like to ask your indulgence around, indulgence around a little exercise that we can do. So if you would, let's change the set point. I invite you to close your eyes, and we're going to do just a little bit of a memory exercise. I invite you to remember a day when you felt completely supported. Now, maybe it's a birthday or a special occasion, maybe it was a day someone threw you a surprise party, and you, without knowing or participating in any way, were so completely loved up and supported and cared for. I invite you to anchor this memory in your mind and sense the feelings in your body right now as though it were happening all over again that feeling of connection to the people that you love, that feeling perhaps of being filled up, maybe even a feeling of uh, just outrageous connectedness or, or feeling lavished upon. Remember what's going on. More importantly, remember what you're feeling. Now, holding on to these feelings of open-heartedness and acceptance, begin thinking of how glorious it is to have all of your bills paid. Think of how nice it is to have monthly credit extended to you on your utilities, accepting these sweet gifts of support. You've used the electricity all month. You've consumed the water and heated and cooled your environment just the way that you like it. You've been helped To have things the way that you like it. Now visualize yourself with gratitude paying your bills. Perhaps smiling as you think of some of the entertainment that the electricity has provided or the satisfaction of watering plants in the garden. This is the power of abundance, this is the power of sufficiency and love. All right, go ahead and open your eyes. Do you see how we can bring up a feeling in our mind's eye? Do you see how we can re-experience, almost in our body, the way we felt long ago about an event? We can use these same feelings, these same emotional set points, to move us forward in a place where we want to shift our emotions about something right today. So, you could do an exercise like this, for instance in preparation to paying your bills so that when you enter into that process, it isn't one of something that you have to do or something that's going to be painful or something that brings about anxiety, but rather it's more of a sense of gratitude. It's more of a sense of this is fine. This is great. You know, I don't mind doing this at all leads me to today's homework. Uh, this, uh, this month, because uh, some of the exercises in this book are so wonderful, I've been printing them up in your program, and, and the one for you to take home this particular week is called The Prosperity Game. And it is another one that can absolutely and powerfully change how you feel about money. So it's really simple. All you're going to need is a blank checkbook register and you can stop in at your bank and get a get a, a just a blank checkbook register and then a little pad of white paper. Ideally they would be check sized, but any kind of white paper will do. And the idea is you are going to have a different relationship to writing checks. And so every day you are going to put in a deposit in your in your blank check register, and this is going to be kind of fun, I think, because every day it doubles. You start out with $1,000, and every day you're going to write in your new blank register that you've doubled it. And so, so today you'd write 1000 tomorrow you'd write 2000 then 4000 then 8000 and then each day just write as many checks as you'd like. And when you write the checks, really envision the money going out and doing things with it. So, so the first day you have $1,000, let's say maybe you're going to write a check to a niece or a nephew of yours that really could use some help in college or school for, for books or lodging or whatever. As you do that, just feel the power and the sweetness of giving someone that you care about a gift like that that's going to help them out. So that leaves another $500. Let's say you splurge and buy a pair of shoes for $500. Like the most amazing shoes on the planet. Do you know what I mean? And just indulge yourself. As you write the check, picture yourself wearing these amazing Lady Gaga whatever. Just killer shoes, all right? And then the following day, you're going to have $2,000 to spend. And the following day you're going to have $4,000 to spend, and then 8, and then 16, and then 32. And you know what? I think in about 10 days everyone in this room becomes a millionaire. <laughs> Notice how good it feels to write those checks. Pretty soon it will actually be hard to spend the money and you'll be thinking, well, you know, maybe I need to give some of this to the Gates Foundation so that they can, they can build bridges in Brazil. Do you know what I mean? Pretty soon, you'll go beyond the thought of writing checks as something that must be done into an area of great ph- uh, philanthropy and, and joy. And this is a new attitude around money, isn't it? So I hope you enjoy this exercise. Uh, Do take me up on uh, suggesting that you do it. I think what it will do is when you start thinking about money, when you start thinking about checks, it will remind you of how powerful you are. It will remind you of what a good thing and a sweet thing money is. So, So no more of the anxiety around money. No more of the, oh my gosh, when it comes to tax season or whatever. Let's have a new idea of money. Let's be open-hearted. When we're in an open-hearted position, what happens? We're ready to receive. When we're anxious, we can't receive. When we're dreading something or or feeling powerless, it's very difficult energetically for us to receive anything. When we are open-hearted, when we're filled with life and love, oh my word, The universe will do just about anything to fulfill our dreams. Let us pray. There is one power and one presence in this universe. It is this thing called life. And what I know about life is that it is infinite in its variety. It is the riches beyond all imagining. It is goodness in all of its forms. This is life. This is God. This is abundance. And I know that it's here for me. I know that I have access to all of the riches of the universe. And as I accept it with an open heart, it overflows and creates in me the ability to do all the things I choose to do. And as it is true for me, it is true for each person in this room. Each person here has access to all of the good, all of the life, all of the sweetness. If we but accept it. If we but open our hearts to receive and I am simply grateful for this, grateful to, to see God showing up as the abundance of the universe, including the people right here in this room. I just let it be, and so it is. Hmm. Thank you for being here today. Thank you.